is episode seven. And I'm joined with someone that I consider highly, um, somebody that I'm always trying to lock into and, and see a lot of the mind that they share, not even like, not even their, their, their current developments in the game that they play, but just feeding off their soul, literally. This is Brother Zaid. If I'd like to kind of get a little bit of a background about yourself for any kind of casual viewers that are thinking, so who's this guy <laughs> with this kind of intro? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm excited to get into, into this, but mm. a little bit of a background. Uh, I grew up in Southern California all of my life. Mm. Um, ethnically, my dad is from Jordan, uh, which mm. for those who don't know is in the Middle East. My mom is from the United States. So I'm a bit of a mix there. Um, I've played mm. competitive soccer basically most of my life. Started playing at four years old. Mm. Continue to play to this day. Wow. And uh, yeah, I'm also a writer and I enjoy you know philosophy, all different types of ideas, personal development and mm. health. Mm. Wow. Because, you know, when I see the way you vocalize things, I definitely get the feeling that you're almost more than just a player. Mm-hmm. Like you get that with people necessarily. Like you always see identity. Some people are outspoken and whatnot. But with you, I feel like, you know, a lot of your your way of understanding, it, it kind of is very outspoken. It, it kind of, it's very, it's, it's deeper than, it's deeper than surface level, man, seriously. Yeah, I mean, really from a young age, I've, I've built a lot of my identity through soccer, but yeah. at the same time, I've understood that I don't want to be a one-dimensional type of person. Mm. I'd like to explore different realms. I like to discuss mm. different things, mm. and w- which is really the main reason why I got into writing. It's because I wanted to mm. find a different way of expressing myself mm. that I knew would carry forth into the future because yeah. the reality is I'm not going to be playing soccer for my entire life at this level Mm -hmm. Um, but i can i can find other ways of expressing myself and sharing my perspective to the world yeah when did you kind of draw this feeling towards philosophy and deeper thinking um probably around it was around 17 or 18 years old i'm pretty sure 18 uh it wasn't like I'm not, I'm not really sure if there was a catalyst behind it, but mm. it was more, more of the understanding that I need to learn a lot more about life. Wow. And curiosity has always been a strength of mine. So I guess you could say yeah. that's the catalyst. I see. Um, but yeah, it's just more of a natural process that's blossomed throughout time. So you're never hesitant to ask questions then, I'm guessing, whenever it comes no. to anything. No, and that sometimes it gets me in trouble, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that aspect of it. It's a part of the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that because that shows that also maybe you don't feel comfortable being stagnant. So it's always about progression. So yes, it's about evolution, so. advancement. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, like, do you feel your background maybe plays some kind of part because? I know places like Jordan has some of the deepest thinkers. If you look into the poetry and things like that, you can tell that there's a level of composure, a level of 
thought process that's is very rich you know mm-hmm. uh, I think my background has definitely played a part I really attribute most of it to being able to travel a lot I've, mm. I've traveled back and forth to Jordan I've been to mm. Saudi Arabia I've been to different mm. places mm. and I think when you're when you're young and your mind is impressionable like that yeah. it it creates a sort of environment that really forces you to dive into other things and explore different perspectives. Wow. So I do, I do attribute a lot of that to travel. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people talk about character development in travel. They say like you end up finding yourself yeah. in, in ways. Do you think that kind of, that has some kind of reality in that statement? I, I think it definitely plays a part. Although I think the whole finding yourself narrative is overrated. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm more of the philosophy that you build your character type of person that you'd like to be. But at the same time, there are elements of life that you really just stumble upon. So in a sense, you do find them. But I think it's Mm. very limited. It's in a very limited context in a very limited sense. 100%. That's the kind of um, perspective I would take because, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. Like some people would go Mm -hmm. for a journey that is catered to them in the way destiny shapes for them, right? So they're going to find a lot of privileges that maybe another individual may not come across the same way. So different yeah. wisdoms for different kind of people, you know? So mm-hmm. like with your journey with, with, with soccer, how do, you, how do you navigate through that? Like what's your feeling towards it? Do you play for the love of it? Is it just something you're good at? <laughs> how do you feel about that? Yeah, that, that's a that's a loaded question, but I'd say I, <laughs> um, I absolutely do play the game just for its own sake. It's not something like I've never thought about money, trying to pursue it professionally. Mm. I've never thought about the extra perks that you get mm. if you do attain that goal. Yeah, it's always been it's been about my ability to express myself without any form of thought any form of external influence it's like the Uh, ability to be in the zone personally is one of the most meaningful things in my life yeah and the greatest way that i find that i get into that experience is through soccer because i've been playing it for so long Mm. so it's it really allows me just to escape all forms of of responsibility all forms of thought and um Mm. Yeah, that, that experience, it's, it's a very quiet place. It's a, mm. it's a place of stillness, but it provides so much meaning for me. Mm. You know, these kind of answers, for anyone that's listening, it would actually prove to be quite meditative because mm. it's almost like a place of sanctity from what it sounds like for yourself. Um, my first sports background is also football. I, I, I didn't really get to play uh, semi-pro or professional level. I coached, mm-hmm. however, at a professional level for certain like Premier League clubs and, and mm. championship level clubs in England and whatnot. But football was my kind of starting point. I, I, I appreciate all of them from combat to other team sports stuff. But yeah. with yourself, it just sounds like that's your almost like your canvas to just do like to put art on the board. Yeah, and regardless of what it is, you'll find that anybody who creates anybody who's mm. who excels within a certain domain they, they'll most likely give you the same answer 
Maybe mm. they, they're not able to articulate it as well, but mm. at the end of the day, whether it's painting, whether it's uh, writing, or in my case, soccer, it's, there's, there's mm. a common thread to it all. Mm. Wow. So do, do you find yourself studying the game a lot? Or are you someone that kind of takes every game as it comes? younger i used to you know i used to be the the kid who would watch i mean mm. i would watch cristiano ronaldo thierry Henry, messi mm. all mm. of these sorts of you know amazing athletes for hours on end yeah um, and i've i've always been trying to figure out i've wanted to figure out ways of implementing some aspects within those athletes into my own game mm. Mm. and over time i've seen that it does work but at the same time i have my own unique way of playing mm. fast forward to now i may, i only watch Lionel messi uh, i think the way he plays the game is just it's it's stunning to watch and i do think mm. he's the greatest of all time so wow. i do like to, to spend time watching mm. him play whether it's live or post post uh post match mm. do you when, when you say the greatest of all time do you feel like he excelled uh, ability to his highest point is that kind of like your determining factor? I believe so. Um, mm. I think out of now, any any active player, he's yeah. Because the stuff he's able to do is just it makes so even yeah. even somebody who spends twenty plus years within this domain, it makes you think yeah. like, how is that possible? Mm. Mm. And it really it leaves you speechless. So yeah. I think he's just one of those people who, you know, he's a savant of football, so to speak. Yeah. Nah, like, yeah, definitely. When, when you see him, you realize as well, his level of exertion is probably decreasing as well, but still the goals and the assists, the ability to affect play and not even have to make the finish himself, that's still there, which is just incredible. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something to cherish because it won't be around for much longer. Wow. I see some of the other influences that you write uh, write about within mentality and within motivation and perseverance. Who are like other inspirations that you like to draw from, even outside of sports? Ooh, um, there are quite a few. I've I've listened to a lot of the content from Alan Watts, for example. Mm. Um, you have Terence McKenna. There are who else would I see? There are a few authors that I can't bring up, bring to mind, but uh, reading has certainly been influential mm. in that uh, in that respect. Mm. Um, but really, I, I like to treat I like to treat philosophy like a buffet, regardless uh, of who it is. I'd like to yeah. see, okay, what kind of perspective does this person have? Does it line up with mm. other people? So mm. on and so forth. And then you know, hopefully, I come to a more refined conclusion of what "quote unquote" truth is. Mm. Yeah, with myself, I, I've appreciated a lot of Confucian texts a lot more recently because mm. they're very blunt and I love how timeless they are, especially for us on a on an individual level and on a communal level, whether that's team building, franchise building, whatever that may be. Yeah. You know, and actually, been... uh, sorry to interrupt. Another one that no. comes to mind is Rumi as well. Oh, yes. Jalaluddin Rumi, yeah, yeah. The, the the way the the poetry, the words, everything is just it's just magnificent. Wow, 
yeah if there's anything you want to recommend from Rumi's works feel free because I feel like I always come across certain quotes but I haven't actually delved too much into any volumes from him personally no no I'm the, I'm the same way I haven't I haven't yeah. really I don't have one specific book from him but it's mm, more of mm. like you know discovering things on the internet the quotes yeah um more along those lines yeah and it's crazy that as time goes on like we think all right we're in the 21st century a lot of things are in heavy rotation but a lot of things haven't even been translated yet because yeah even like the persian that he may have spoken there's a certain richness of it that <laughs> a lot of modern day uh, grammar experts are just kind of trying to uncover yeah, it, it makes you think, like, how much is lost within the translation? That's wow. something to really think about, because y- even though it's it's tangible, the, the wisdom's tangible as it is, Yeah, who knew how much more powerful it could be? Crazy. Yeah, it's wild to think about. That is definitely wild to think about, something that everyone can kind of look inwards, and you can even reflect on it yourselves and think about how much is lost to time. Although we definitely advance in technology and ease of access, you don't want to lose the richness of every moment. You know, you want to be present as much as you can. Mm. Yeah. Crazy, crazy reminders. Yeah. Um, so as a player, what kind of playing style would you describe to have? And positionally, where do you seem to fit? So uh, usually I play either a, my main role is a number 10. Uh, I'm a very, I'm a very attack style, attack minded kind of player. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm versatile because I can play a 10, mm. I can play a nine, I can play out on the wing. Mm. Uh, I recently went to Costa Rica for, for soccer to, to play within a specific academy. And the coach wow. there told me that I should be a left back, which is wow. kind of crazy in my mind. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I enjoy a lot of time on the ball. I'm, mm. I enjoy picking passes, get, gaining mm. opportunities to move forward. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's, it's the game. So if there are de- mm. defensive responsibilities available, then you have to fill those roles. Wow. When someone says that you need to, you need to consider being a left back, it almost makes you think about their cultural standing. <laughs> because... Yeah. You know how some places they kind of they kind of lean towards the free five two or mm-hmm. the the love of the wing backs and how wing play is so important in some places. I don't think it's even um, a testament to your progress or any issues with you. It's just mm-hmm. how easily you slot into a certain situation, your ability to adapt. Yeah. And and when mm. you think about modern day um left or right backs most of the time yeah. i mean these guys have to have an engine on them and they mm. they have to have the ability to move forward and attack you know send in balls yeah. um while also maintaining their defensive role so it's a very yeah. in a sense it's a very brutal position on the field yeah definitely i i feel like it might be the most mentally draining position after any position in the engine room like CDM, CM. I feel like that's the most difficult being the fullback. With that position, someone I think about is David Alaba. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that guy is very amiable. 
yeah, and it, it's it's amazing how. I mean, the modern day fullback. It's wild mm. to watch them p- play because you have to have an engine at the same time. You have to be mm. good enough technically on the ball, dribbling wise. Mm. You have to be a great crosser of the ball. There's yeah. so many things that go into it. Wow, definitely, and they they tend to have that kind of fast pace that they end up being able to play multiple positions so i can kind of see that it's a testament to your iq as well mm-hmm. yeah and and when i when i thought about being you know after i was told that i should try playing a left back mm. it, it kind of made sense to me because i like to take my time on the ball mm. i have people close to me who immediately that made sense to them so mm. uh even even though you know that coach might have been from a, a different culture, he can see certain things that make sense on the field. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I think as we grow older and deeper into our understanding of the game, you you appreciate um, the cultural differences. Like, there's a reason why Brazil has five World Cups. Yes, you know, <laughs> you know, like where they are placed in the world yet. Yeah they still reign supreme yeah yeah it's just something to think about like what led them there what was their cultural perceptions how do they go about things with their training regiments and their mm-hmm. understanding of the game you just think about these things yeah and th- that's actually a good point because it ties into something that i learned while i was uh while i was in costa rica mm. the when it comes to the united states the, the mm. football culture here is, it really is all about money, all about trying to maximize mm. the amount of money one can make. Yeah. Um, it's, you don't see the same thing or it's just not the same as other countries because other countries, mm. they live, they breathe, they sleep, they, they would die for this game. Mm. Um, whereas opposed to here, it's more of like, oh, you know, we could get a league together, but we're just trying to maximize profits. Wow, and I think I think that's a real shame. Hopefully, that changes within the next mm. decade or so. Mm. But uh, it's different. It's it's interesting to see the um, the difference between countries in terms mm. of soccer culture. So, so maybe that's a little bit of insight that I can take. What is the current whole structure w- with regards to soccer in the U.S.? Because I know obviously you have the MLS, but then there's other like smaller conferences. How how does that work, and what's the connective tissue between them Mm. yeah so you have the mls um there's also a league called nisa there is upsl Mm. there's usl Mm. so there there are different branches of lower leagues Mm. um that you know the idea is is like you want to climb the ladder you want to get into the bigger leagues but yeah what i find is that a lot of a lot of people and institutions try to focus on the college aspect of it. Mm. Um, so in reality, you likely won't get picked up from college or university. Right. Wow. Um, but it's, it's just more, it's boring. It's lifeless. It's soulless mm. really. Mm-hmm. Like, like in, in soccer, so the NCAA final wouldn't be as culturally important then as maybe the basketball oh not at all not at all okay because i knew i think michigan i think they won the title right 
might be mistaken. I mean, if we're just speaking for soccer specifically, it, it yeah. ranks well down there. But when you're thinking wow. about American football, yeah. basketball, baseball, those are those are the sports that the culture prioritizes. Yeah, I see. I'm just trying to understand mm-hmm. how they put their energy. It's very interesting. Because at the moment, it seems like any prospect <laughs> is either getting picked up immediately from a young age in, in those smaller leagues and they're going to Europe pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere mm. anywhere overseas is usually a good bet rather than the United States to try to get into yeah. the game. Is Mexico a pretty good pipeline as well? Mexico is an excellent one, yeah. I, I know mm. of a few uh, players who have played there who uh, who actually live there, so... It's definitely wow. good for, for anybody who wants to pursue the game professionally. Yeah. That kind of ties back into the whole self-development thing, you know, learning languages and getting used to different ways and styles of life. Oh, yeah. That, it's, it's by far been the biggest. It's had the biggest impact on me. Um, mm. You know, as a young person traveling to a country that you've never been to mm. at a young age, with no parents, no support mm. system, like that's a that's a tough thing to go through. Mm. And uh, I also know of many people who have done the same thing, and they've sacrificed mm. their almost their entire lives for it. Mm. Uh, so that definitely it has it has a character building aspect to it. Mm. When it comes to being an athlete, there's always their way of thinking. Um, do you think that there are certain principles you need to have? to be a successful one without a doubt i think well of course it's a long list of principles but i think the most important things or the most important qualities are you Mm. have to have discipline Mm. you have to be consistent um, and also you have to be humble to the game and what i mean by that Mm. is i've you know i've been to england before i've seen specific circumstances where Mm. Players who are better than me, more skilled yeah. than myself, yeah. lose out on a chance because they have the wrong attitude. Wow. And uh, it's interesting to see because, you know, it's, it's the intangibles that everybody doesn't think about that really mm. gets you into the game rather than mm. how good you are with your feet or how good of, mm. a, of, of a football IQ you have. Yeah. That's incredible, isn't it? Like the mm. mind is literally the key to your fate. A hundred percent. Because if, if you don't have a great attitude, then you're not going to be able to get along with your teammates. Mm. Your coach is not going to like you. Um, mm. And in a sense, you will be stuck because you are limited by your perception of reality. Mm. And that prevents you from getting to another level in respect to the game. Mm. Yeah, like when we talk about these kind of examples, there's certain characters that come to mind that maybe should have had a longer tenure at the top, but their lifestyle choices, their decisions outside of the pitch, they really took them down. Yeah, and I think I think a good example of that is uh, you could look at Mario Bellatelli right now. Mm, mm. He's, uh, I mean, he went from playing at Manchester City at the t- on on top of the world and yeah. i think now he plays in like a second league division in italy if i'm if i'm correct mm. that makes you think because this kid 
you could arguably say he won everything at club level before he was even 25, 26, I think, with Inter Milan. Mm -hmm. So that is a testament to where his mind is at, where his thinking is at. So that kind of brings me to another question. How do you keep the hunger for more? How do you Mm. stay motivated and, and, and thoroughbred? I think uh, a major part of this is not being attached to the rewards that you get from the game, but rather, Mm. as I mentioned before, doing it for its own sake. Mm. So it's not that, you know, it's not like you have to whip yourself up into a frenzy to, to have Mm. that drive. Mm. Rather, you just, you continue to do what you love. You continue to play the game. Mm. And through that, you'll naturally want to, you know, pursue more because yeah. that's usually what people who are good at want to do anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if early on in their journey and they, they don't have that hunger, then I would probably mm-hmm. urge them to, to move in a different direction. Yeah. Uh, because what, what you'll find is that you'll have, you'll have that feeling most of the time. It won't mm-hmm. be all the time. You'll feel like, you'll feel like crap sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's that's that's really it's uh, really the key takeaway. It kind of goes back to one of the earlier points about you asking questions. I think sometimes the the individual needs to ask questions relating to self. They they mm-hmm. need to seek that mentorship a lot of the time. Seek yeah, the, yeah. like the second opinion almost. Yeah, without a doubt, and also I think it's important to just sit with what you're feeling and sit with your thoughts uh, Mm. occasionally because Mm. there have been, I can count probably 10 plus times on my journey Mm. where I thought about quitting completely. Wow. But you know, that that's the nature of life. That's the nature Mm. of, it's going to throw obstacles at you and, and see how bad, how badly you want to stick with it. So Mm. that makes us think about, this whole pandemic that we went through. It, it was a time for great introspection. Mm. And especially with the delay in playing sports on a collective scale, how did you find um, yourself navigating through that time period? Honestly, I, I barely felt it. I personally barely mm. felt it because, yeah, sure, I, I wasn't able to play on a team uh, yeah. necessarily, but I was able to train alone and I've spent a lot of time training alone where it was like, okay, this is just what I'm doing. Uh, I I understand, you know, other people have different feelings because they mm. usually train within a team environment. They're at a certain level, Um, but really you you just have to adapt to the environment because a lot of, a lot of Mm. stuff like that is going to happen. Do you think that kind of came with culturing that ability to be resolute and just deal with things as they come? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I would say the the mm. whole competitive aspect of the game really, really instilled that into me. Wow. Um, because there, there's no other option. What are you going to do? Mm. Like sit around and cry about what happened? Mm. I mean, that's certainly not a great option. <laughs> nah, man. I'm, I'm hearing so, it. Yeah, so the only way the only way to move forward is to get through it and just find your way. Churn out results and just grind. Yeah, regardless of how you feel as well. 
Wow. Yeah, looking at recent results, especially Euro 2020, you can see that a lot of the smaller, uh, less recognizable sides have been getting great results. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that kind of puts more emphasis on the point that hard work beats talent to some degree? It, I, do, I do believe that hard work beats talent most of the time. Mm. Uh, also, I think what you're seeing with a lot of these big teams is that, you know, it might, the, their ego might be getting to their head. Wow. Um, you know, you spend, you win a World Cup, France, for example, mm. you win a World yeah. Cup a few years back, mm -hmm. you're flying high, you play games, you win, you know, uh, yeah. friendlies, whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, you, you come across a team who's hungrier for it and yeah. you, you just get in your own head and you make sure that, and you try to do your best, but it just doesn't come off mm, the that way hunger you want for it. more. Yeah. That hunger yeah. for more. Mm, and it's all and like links a, back to it. Yeah. Yeah. And from, from that game, uh, the, the France game, you can mm. see that with Mbappe. I think mm. he, I think he really needed a reality check because before yeah. that, you had everybody telling him he's one of the best young players in the world, which he is. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that ego gets in the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. And sometimes, yeah. And sometimes it just doesn't come off. It just, even if you do things perfectly, sometimes yeah. you still lose. Definitely. It, it draws back to um, Euro 2004 for me. Um, Portugal had like a, it was like a, a, a golden generation of sorts. And it was the passing of the torch from Figo to Ronaldo. Yep. Yet they weren't able to get over Greece. Like Which, that. you know, on, on paper should have been an easy game. Definitely. I assume. Yeah. Definitely. But Ronaldo took it in his development. It was like an important chapter for him to lose at that time. Yeah. What does that mean to you? What does loss mean to you? What does winning mean to you? So loss for me means an opportunity to improve upon uh, upon areas where I've made mistakes. So yeah. I don't I don't perceive I don't really perceive it as a loss. I perceive it as as learning. And I'm sure mm. you've seen that around Twitter as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but it's cliche for a reason because it works and people who want to get to a higher level have that type of mentality. Mm, mm. When it comes to winning, winning is more interesting because like I said, you have ego, you have, you know, being on top of the mountain, you think, you yeah. think you're all that. Yeah. You have to treat winning very carefully because uh, it could, it could lead to a down spiral personally. Yeah. yeah. So really I would, I would just say, you know, winning is like, eh, okay, celebrate it for a day, but move mm. on. Mm. Get to the work. Mm. It's almost like you want to feel a constant, and the constant has to be mentality. If mm -hmm. you separate from the constant, that's where the danger lies, almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I see it sometimes, like, I'm generally a Chelsea fan but when they may win a semi-final I don't like too many theatrics when it comes to 
how they behave after that day. Like you want mm-hmm. them to kind of show a little bit of humility and just, you know, go back into their dwellings again, go back into their zone, not necessarily talk too much about what a great feat that was. Yeah, and you have to remember it's a semi a semifinal. If you lose the final, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So it's like, you know, <laughs> let, let's let's hold off on the celebration, put in the work right now, prepare yeah. our minds, prepare our bodies, and then yeah. win the final and enjoy it. Mm. Nah, that's that's just real. So with yourself, Zaid, I know you come to this whole thing about writing and investing your mind into your works. What have you been working on recently? And would you like to plug some of these things to your audience right now? Mm, absolutely. Um, my main, I have only one focus right now, and that is the podcast that I have. It's called the 2AM mm. Podcast uh, with two of my very close friends. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy conversation. I enjoy formats such as this one. Mm. So it really made sense to start that about, mm. you know, we started that, probably a year and a half ago about awesome so yeah that's that's the only thing that i'm really focused on i'm just channeling all of my energy into that mm. with that we'll share we'll share the link so that everyone can keep connected and how would um wider viewers find you if they want to just see like your personal thoughts and opinions as well where are the best uh, yeah. places to reach you uh you can find me on instagram at zaid k dahaj z-a-i-d-k d-a-h-h-a-j mm. and then uh on twitter you can find me at zader so z-a-i-d-e triple r mm. and then uh through through those means you'll find me on medium you'll find me on uh various other platforms awesome so as you can see multiple multiple formats multiple platforms um one kind of closing remark i wanted to get because i feel like i've tried to juice a lot of your sentiments man um yeah what are some of the things you're looking forward to in, in the close future and maybe long-term future with yourself? I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to see what kind of man I become. Uh, mm. You know, it's certainly a journey going from a little boy, wow. not knowing very much about the world to, you know, finding your own craft or building your own craft, finding your zone. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely like to see who I become in the future and also how much of an impact I have on other mm. people, because that's very mm. important to me. Wow. Um, as well as, you know, seeing seeing the people close to me win. I'd like to I'd like to see that happen as well. That's deep. You know what? A lot of the questions I ask, I asked as a precursor to my own motivation. Like I'm just trying to seek that for myself. Yeah, I think I'll definitely try and get you on maybe again in season two. For, for the first season, I'll probably have around 10 episodes. So okay. for the next season, I'm definitely going to try to plug deeper into character, d- deeper into your thoughts about development and how to go about it specifically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and more of your philosophical um, inspirations. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we want to get some meat to the bone. But I really appreciate everything you brought today. Um, I look forward to checking out all the feed and everything that I can from you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to leave with, Omar? I, I just wanted to, to reciprocate. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate the conversation. And uh, mm. yeah, only, only, up from, only up from here. That Definitely, man. 
for anybody locked into Game IQ. I think this is the kind of episode that you might end up playing two, three times. I can't lie to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those ones. I think it's one. It's it's going to be etched into history. Um, mm. I appreciate all the love, everybody. Lock in. Zaid, all the best. I will catch up with you again. Thank you. Everybody. Likewise, brother. Bye-bye.